he said, first, right before this, he said, have faith in God, which is what we're talking about right now, right? And then he explains faith to us right here. This is faith. Now, if you've never understood faith, this is a perfect definition of faith. If you want to ignore it, that's your choice. But here we have a, a, a definition by Jesus, the Lord, the Christ, the Messiah, what faith is. For surely, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, right, he's pointing, he's probably pointing right there at the mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Woo! Therefore, right? Therefore, because of this, because of what I just said, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Come on. The first, the verse 23, right? Man, when we have faith in our hearts, we can speak and it will happen. Come on. Jesus cursed the fig tree and it died. And Jesus said we should do the same thing. Yeah. Whoever. People say, well, no, that's just Jesus. He does, you know, that's just Jesus. Oh, why did he say whoever says? Why did he say whoever says? He didn't say, well, you know, if, if, the, if the apostle, Peter, the apostle stood and told that mountain to move, it would move. But not you. You're the little guy. You're not high enough in the rank yet. You just, you work on that. No, he said, whoever says and does not doubt in his heart. Hello. Really, this, 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 this verse alone, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, is one of the most amazing verses in the Bible. And it'll change your life if you believe it. When we have faith in our hearts, we pray and we get the answer. Hello? Did you read verse 24 there? When we have faith in our hearts, we pray and we get the answer. Right? We have to be careful of mental agreement with the Word of God. Mental assent to the Word of God. Yes, yes. That is true. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> mental agreement says things like, well, I, I know God, God promised healing, but I just can't seem to get it. I just can't seem to get healed. You do not have faith in your heart yet. Not that you can't get it, amen? Not that you can't get faith in your heart, but you do not have faith in your heart yet if you're saying things like that. What does real faith say? Come on. It says, God said it, so it's true. I have the answer. I have it right now. I have it even though I can't see it. Right? Many people want to see it. If I can just see it, we're going to talk about Thomas in a minute. If I can just see it, if I can just touch, I'm going to believe. That, my friends, that, my brothers and sisters, is not faith. Well, when I see it, when I touch it, I'm going to believe. Nope, that's not faith at all. We have to believe first. Jesus said, believe, you receive them, and you will have them. Come on. When we finish praying, we believe we already have it. That's what he said right there. Did you see it? When you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. 
If we finish praying and we moan and groan, we did not believe. We received. Come on. If we finish praying and say, well, I sure hope God does something now. I sure hope he does something. We did not pray in faith. <laughs> you got you know, quiet out there. A little Presbyterian church here. If we finish praying and start complaining, we did not stand with faith. We did not believe God at all. Are you hearing me? If we finish praying and we rejoice. Because we got it already. And if you have to see it, it is not faith. But if you pray and you say, oh, Father. I need you to meet this need in my life. I got this bill. I got to pay it. I don't know how I'm going to pay it, Father, but I know your word. I know what your word says, and your word says you'll supply all my need according to your riches and glory. Your word says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You said you'd, you've given me all things, freely given me all things. Father, I know. I know. You said ask, and you shall receive. So, Father, I'm coming to you based on your word, and I'm coming. I'm asking you to meet this need in my life. I'm asking you to help me in this need because I don't know how to do it, but I know you know how to do it. And I'm putting it in your hands right now. And I believe I receive the finances right now to pay that bill. And I give you thanks for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, if you go, oh, boy, I sure hope God does something now. I mean, that's about all I can do is throw up a prayer. There was no faith in that at all. I said there was no faith in that at all. But if you're done, you're like, woo God is coming through for me. I know he will meet the need because he said according to his word and I prayed according to his word. So now I know it's mine. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, and you go, you go away with a joy, a, a bounce in your step. Come on. You go away with a smile on your face. Then you've acted in faith. Yeah. Come on. It's come from your heart. Because you believed God's word and you had faith and you acted on it. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, you ready to look at Thomas? Let's look at John chapter 20. We talk, we, we're, 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 we're diving in all kinds of different areas here, but right now we're going to talk, go back into what unbelief looks like. John 20, verse 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. He wasn't there when Jesus came, resurrected, saw the other disciples. Verse 25, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Who? That's some strong words, huh? And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst. So Jesus, the doors are probably locked because they're afraid of the Romans. They're afraid of the, excuse me, the Jews coming to get them, right? So the, door, the doors are shut. <laughs> and, and Jesus came and stood in the midst. He walked right through the wall, amen? Man, he's in, he's in the glorified body now. He's where we're going to be very soon in a glorified body and said, peace to you. 
Who? Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Ouch. Can you imagine Thomas? Ooh. Ooh. I bet he wanted to fall on his faith in repentance. And Thomas answered, said to him, in fact, he, he kind of did right here, right? Thomas answered, said to him, my Lord and my God. <laughs> I mean, he's like, whoo, I get it. Okay. He saw it. He touched, right? And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. There we have another definition of faith. Amen. Not seen. Not seen and yet believe. That would go right with the prayer we just talked about. I don't see a thing, but I believe. Come on. Thomas shows us here what unbelief looks like. Right? He had no faith. Unless I see him and I touch his hands and I touch his side, I'm just not going to believe you, boys. Because I know he was crucified. I saw it with my own eyes. And until I touch him, I'm not going to believe he's back from the dead. That's a sad moment in Thomas' life, right? We've had some little, anybody know you had some sad moments in life where you're like, oh man, I doubted God and I should not have doubted God. Now this is one of the sad moments for Thomas right here. And of course we get the term doubting Thomas from this verse. But I tell you what, I don't want to be a doubting Thomas, right? You want to be a, you want to be a doubting Thomas? Woo! Come on. I, I don't want Jesus to have to tell me, uh, don't be unbelieving, but be a believer. Can you imagine? You're a believer. And he has to come to you and say, <laughs> don't be unbelieving, be believing. Right? And notice it says, be believing. That means it's constant. Be believing. It's a constant thing in our lives. Faith with the just shall live by faith. It's constant. Believing, 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 believing. Come on, be believing. Full of faith all the time. Come on. Full of faith all the time. And, and believing without seeing a thing. That's faith. And he says here, you're blessed, right? We are blessed. We are blessed people. He says, if you haven't seen and yet believe, you are blessed. I ain't seen Jesus, <laughs> but I believe, so I am blessed. I mean, you can, tell, you can say that every day, I am so blessed because I believe in Jesus and I haven't seen him. Amen. I am the blessed one of God. Woo! Right? Jesus said it. Those are the words of Jesus. I am blessed. Now, let's look at an example of faith, of real faith, right? From the heart faith. I'm going to go to, we're going to talk about Abraham in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Right? Faith and grace go together. Come on. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, the Jews, right? But also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, because he has faith. 
He's a faith God. He operates by faith, and we're supposed to operate by faith. Verse 18, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. This is we're talking about Abraham. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. I'll read that again. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already dead since he was about 100 years old. And he, and, he, you could say, and he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Catching this? He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Why was he giving glory to God? Because he knew it was going to come to pass. So shall your descendants be like the stars in the sky. He, he knew it was going to come to pass. So he gave glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. He was given the glory to God. He was in faith. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. I'll read over that word. Those, those are very powerful words. There. Being fully convinced. There's faith again. Real faith. Fully convinced. I said fully convinced. That's faith. <laughs> and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Woo! Come on. He became righteous because of faith and grace. The grace of God reached out to him and he believed. Amen. We have to do the same thing. The grace of God is reaching down to every person right now on this earth. The grace of God is stretched out toward every person on this earth. But they have to stretch out their faith and believe. And then they're born again. And, this, and, the, and they become righteous as Abraham. It was accounted to him. He got accounted as righteous because he believed God. Hallelujah. So here we have a picture of real faith from the heart faith. And this is the kind of faith that brings the hope into reality. This is the kind of faith that gives substance to the things hoped for. This is Hebrews 11, one faith, which we started out with. This is Hebrews 11, one faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Abraham did not see the people. He didn't even have a kid yet. And he's supposed to have millions of kids. Come on. He saw it on the inside. Hallelujah. Abraham did not waver. Come on, at the promise of God. That would be everything in this word of God. If we want to have it come to pass in our lives, we cannot waver. Amen. Abraham did not have unbelief. Abraham was not weak in faith. Abraham was fully convinced. This, we're talking about faith here. Real faith. Come on. Abraham did not look at the natural realm. Come on. He didn't look at what was seen. He didn't look at Sarah's dead womb or his hundred-year-old body. If he did, he would not have fulfilled the plan of God. We're talking about faith. Come on. This is where we need to be, just like Abraham, saints. Come on. We should not waver at God's word, right? It's the word of God. Why do we waver from the word of God? Well, I know God said it, but I just, I just, 
I just, I just, I just. Throw out the I just and just believe it. Come on. It's God's word. Why do we doubt God's word? Amen. Come on. We should not have unbelief. Who are we believing? We're believing almighty God. We're trusting in the only one that can do anything. Come on. We should not be weak in faith. That, he wasn't weak in faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. We should be shouting the victory. Come on, we should have no doubts about it, that God is going to come through. We should be fully convinced that what God said, come on, what God said will come to pass. Fully, fully convinced. That's faith. Amen. Come on. We should not have to see it in the natural, right? We need to see it with faith eyes on the inside. Right? I've given this example before, but I... When we were in Vancouver, we built an addition onto the house, right? And I, I drew up the plans. I've never, I've never built a house. <laughs> Come on. But I drew up the plan of how, what was going to happen here. And I saw it, right? I saw it on the inside. And then I went out in the dirt. Right? The house here, out here is a bunch of dirt. And I said, I drew with a stick. And here is the bedroom. And here is the bathroom. And here is the hallway. And here is the office. And here is the laundry room. I drew it all in the dirt because I had it on the inside. Come on. I had the picture on the inside. I got the picture on the inside and I knew, I knew it was going to come to pass. But it was already done on the inside. I was already enjoying the addition on the inside of me. There's faith. Yeah, amen. Right? Whatever you're believing for, you're already enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it now. Enjoy it before you got it. Come on now. You got to get the picture on the inside. Get the answer on the inside, right? We need to, we need to see the answer in our hands already. Amen. It's already in our hands. It's already done. That's faith. That's Abraham type of faith. That's Hebrews 11, one faith, right? God, we serve God. He, nothing's impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. And Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. That means faith. So God has given us faith so that we can accomplish his will. He's given us faith. Why? So we can do his will. And the question is, are we going to use faith? Are we going to use the faith that God gave us? Or are we going to be bench warmers? Come on. Are we going to believe before we see? Right? That's faith. If we want to be mighty men and women of God, we're going to have to act with faith. And we're going to have to believe before we see. Right? We're going to have to trust in God's word above everything. Come on. We're going to have to trust in God's word above everything. That's the only sure foundation we have, saints, is what God said. That's all we have. We have to firmly stand on God's word. We have to be completely unwavering like Abraham. That's real faith. That is heart faith. 
Right? If we, like I said, if we pray and we're like, well, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God, I hope, he, I hope he does something. I hope he does something. We are wavering all over the place. Right? We're like the sea driven with the wind and tossed.